thinking about your ethics and having brand values is going to help you actually sell this product better and help you down the line. If you are selling something with a story that is overinflated, that is just gatekeeping, is limiting information, is influencing people to buy something they wouldn't normally buy, then that's going to cause you business problems down the line. You're going to have more people asking for refunds, more people returning your product. You're going to have more people just causing issues for you, really. Hey there, and welcome to Start Yours, a podcast by Oberlo about what it's like to start your own thing. I'm Alicia McCormack. I'm the host of the show. I'm also a side hustler, an entrepreneur, and a get things doneer. Not a real word, but that's how I roll. During my e-commerce and business journey over the last 15 years, the one area that I've sometimes struggled with is marketing. Now, I'm good at marketing. I like to sell things. I'm passionate about what I do, as you can hear. And if I'm selling a product, then I hope I believe in it. Well, especially enough to convince someone else to buy it, because that's the name of the game, isn't it? We're all in it to make some money, but also maintain integrity and hopefully be able to build a business that will provide us with freedom and the life that we want. Which brings me back to marketing and sales, especially looking at writing decent marketing copy that isn't full of BS, that isn't promising the world and offering nothing, and doesn't jump off the page as something that's skeezy or something you wouldn't want to show a friend. And say, this is my thing. This is what I'm selling. Not, oh, look at all these scammy tactics I'm using to sell my thing. I feel ashamed and gross every day. And we certainly don't want you to feel shame, especially when it comes to running your business. Which is why I have invited Amy Finlayson on the show to talk about ethical marketing. Amy is an Aussie based in New Zealand. She is an expert in digital and e-commerce marketing. She's all about how to tell your story without drawing on BS stories and skeezy tactics that you do see a lot online. And for me as a consumer, it's something that makes me just click away. I just don't believe it. I've got my big cynical sales goggles on. And if you're telling me rubbish, I'm probably not going to invest in your business or service. So in this episode, Amy is going to share some of the ways that we can tweak our marketing messaging, we can tweak our copy and tweak our attitudes when it comes to marketing in a way that we are proud of and the way that we can tell a story and be able to make a sale without feeling gross. If you would like to learn more about starting your very own dropshipping or e-commerce store, then I suggest you head to obelo.com, O-B-E-R-L-O.com, and you can find a bunch of excellent free resources, blogs, obviously the podcast, our YouTube channel is full of information, and also sign up for our courses and learn more about what we do. If you would like to get in touch with me, Alicia, then you can send me an email, podcast at obelo.com. I really look forward to hearing from you. Okay, let's head to my interview with Amy. Amy, thank you so much for joining me on Start Yours. I'm excited to talk about marketing and branding and how we can communicate better with our customers or clients. Uh, But firstly, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and especially to talk about ethical marketing, which is my favorite topic of all. Yes. Well, let's start with that because uh, when I first learned about what you did, I was like, this is actually very intriguing because I think a lot of people uh, want to do what you put out there, but don't really know what it is and how to do it really. So let's talk about what ethical marketing is and how you came to be doing what you're doing. 
Yeah, for sure. So I think ethical marketing as a concept has always kind of been there, but probably not at the forefront as much as other types of marketing because it is an alternative way of doing things, especially in online business where everything is the kind of the opposite because yep. a lot of it is done in a way to make the buyer make a really quick decision. So mm-hmm. when I first started in online business, it was about, I'm in my fifth year now, which is crazy to think about. But <laughs> um, when I first started, I was sucked in by all of the kinds of marketing, which I try to repel now. But everything yep. that was about the hustle mentality that it's just about manipulating stories and shaming buyers. And this is done in a really subtly in a lot of ways. So it's not the people that use these marketing tactics aren't bad people for the most part, Um, but it is a way where marketing is done to essentially kind of gatekeep so that people feel really compelled to make decisions and be impulse buyers so that marketers and entrepreneurs can make money in really quick ways. And that's just one example of ethical marketing. There are a lot of other ways that people do this. There's pricing that can be really, um, can manipulate people into making decisions. There are storytelling. There's ways that communities are formed so that people um, make decisions in ways that aren't right for them. There's, And it's not just about decision-making. There are lots of things that are done to sell products and services in ways that just aren't ethically. They don't sit right with me and a lot of other marketers. But, yeah, it, it's a sliding scale, of course. Yeah, it is a sliding scale. I think as a consumer, you know, we are served ads so, you know, so many of our uh, online experiences, especially with Instagram and Facebook and the way that they've now structured their platforms, we, it's very hard to know what's an ad and what's a genuine post. And also the content in those ads can sometimes, yeah, designed to make us feel bad about a personal circumstance or a problem and then sell us something, which I I, I realise the fundamentals of marketing up or selling a product is like find something and solve a a problem, give a solution, but also by making someone feel pretty bad about themselves or their personal circumstances, it's not great. It's not that positive, really. Exactly. And I I feel marketing doesn't have to be that way, but it always has been. So I think by challenging the status quo and the things that online business has come to cultivate is Mm -hmm. um, a really good way to think about your own marketing and the way that you are making other people feel because making unethical marketing choices in your business harms you down the line more than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- exactly. And I think a lot of our listeners are selling physical product or they're running online businesses and really struggle with the idea of sales and marketing mm. their product without it feeling skeezy or sleazy. It, let's talk about how uh, you sort of came to, to make this decision in your career to move into this and, and help people rewrite their marketing, I suppose, and how they sell themselves and their products and how we can then transpose that into helping our listeners maybe take that step as well in what they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I don't think it's just something you that magically comes to you. You don't just start 
business on day one and you know everything and you know but especially in terms of being ethical when I first started my online business I'd been in marketing for two years I'd been at uni I was doing internships and the reason that I wanted to start freelancing and start doing my own thing was because I didn't want to work a nine-to-five and I wanted to make more money and that was my main goal I wasn't thinking about the way that I could impact people in a really positive way I wasn't thinking about what I do now where I'm able to essentially help people in their businesses that changes their life in some way I wasn't thinking about that at all I was just like me, 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 how can I grow this? Yep. And mm-hmm. then as I was able to evolve as a business owner and a person, because I think business is just the biggest personal development project you will go on, Yeah. but I was able to question a lot of what I was doing. I really went internal with it when I did make the shift because I knew by speaking out about these things, I was leaving everything that I was doing open to criticism. And I am fine with criticism when it is constructive. So I, that's why I started my podcast. I wanted to have more critical discussions around the things that we do to grow our personal brands and to sell products and services. So mm-hmm. I think the first place to really start is to think about what's important to you and what is important to the people that you are serving. So ethics are very nuanced and everyone comes from different backgrounds and has different experiences so we can't expect everyone to have the same ethical stance that would be completely unfair and Mm -hmm. would just not be helpful in any way but I do think there are four things that you should consider when you are looking at your own ethical marketing guidelines I think having guidelines is the first thing to do the first thing to think about is actually having a structure and thinking what I, what will I accept and what won't I accept when it comes to business. So starting with your pricing, I think pricing is a one of the biggest ways that people do manipulate people into making decisions. And because a lot of people don't consider that their buyer may not be at, that a buyer is at many different stages when they are making a decision, Pricing is a way to make people essentially impulse buy, which mm. my, in the way that I think about my own ethics, I want people to be buying things because it is a, there is a reason behind it and it, they are empowered by that decision essentially. Yeah. So a very popular episode on my podcast is around charm pricing. And this is done in many, many different industries And I think it's one of those um, kind of gray areas. I don't think it's good or bad, but it is something to consider. It's when, say, your product is $100, that's what you have decided it's worth. But instead of $100, you actually sell it for $97 or $98 even or $95. So you're trying to make it, it's a psychological tactic where you're trying to make it appear less expensive than it is. Um, That's just one pricing tactic but there are a lot of ways that people will bundle things together and say they're valued at twenty thousand dollars when but potentially they're not there if they are sold separately um no one's going to buy all those products separately if they are your bonuses (laughs) 
firstly, and um, the fact that people will value things that have never been sold, which I'm pretty sure there's some marketing guidelines in Australia where you can't do that. It's, um, I think if you are saying something is valued at a certain rate and then you sell it at another price point, then that is actually contradicting yourself firstly and not ethical i, I was just going to say to you i was watching trash tv as with my passion <laughs> probably house hunters is something amazing that makes me feel Love really it. good yeah. but <laughs> yeah it's great it's it goes i go numb in a lovely way but in the channel it, it they do have a lot of the info infomercial sort of things and I, I was interesting that you just said mentioning all these add-on things there was some sort of I don't know drill or something that they mm. were selling and then they were like but if you buy now you get blah 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 blah, blah and all this extra crap that you would think I don't really want any of that stuff I don't really need it but of exactly. course as you said the psychology behind it is oh but I'm getting all this stuff for free even though in my normal life I just want to buy the drill I don't need these 18 other extra bits of tat that's going to sit in your cupboard for six years and then you're like where does this stuff come from so I um it really interested me that you mentioned that because uh that that was was sort of like uh, a beacon of of um consumerism that was sort of sticking out for me recently and thinking we don't need all this extra stuff and nor does it want me entice me to buy that drill when um I just think about what the hell I'm going to do with all that extra tat (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree. That's what these um, tactics are designed to do. They are designed to overload you with things. So it appears that you're getting a really great deal. But in reality, it's just things that you either don't need, you don't want, or you would have never have made that decision if they didn't kind of put all of this other sparkly stuff into the bundle. Yeah. So when we're looking at pricing, I think pricing is such an interesting conversation because a lot Mm -hmm. of our listeners are selling physical product that maybe other people are also selling and it comes down to how you market that product to stand out from the rest, which I suppose is the basis of all capitalism and and selling things. For sure. How do we assess, let's just pick, I always go pot plants because I just love a pot plant and uh, they've been a very popular <laughs> item <laughs> or pot plant holders or whatever. Yeah, if we're sure. selling Alicia's pot plants and we're thinking about the ethics of pricing and how we can also still run a business and stand out from our competition, but how do we go about thinking and considering our profit margins and pricing without being skeezy and using these tactics that potentially aren't going to get us ahead anyway? Yeah, exactly. I think in terms of your pricing, I always say this, but pricing is a positioning strategy. And what mm-hmm. goes into your positioning strategy is your your ethics, essentially. And of course, we're all running businesses here, whether you sell this pot plan is your main product, or you're yep. a marketer, you have to make money at the end of the day, and you have to make profit in your business. And one of the things that I always think about when people are thinking about what they should charge for their product or their service is the, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's the Tiffany and Co paperclip. Have you Oh my heard gosh. Of that? No, but I just feel gross now that you've just said that. Yeah. So this <laughs> is thinking, I think when you were pricing, you need to think about who you are targeting your products to and everything that they that goes into them making a decision so the tiffany and co paperclip is exactly what it, it <laughs> what's on the label oh it's goodness. a paperclip and they sell it for two thousand seven hundred dollars shut up so, you kidding i'm oh. not kidding you can google that and it's on their website right now but oh my goodness 
there and I mean there's ethical things you could think about there but for someone who is trying to sell a pot plant and they are thinking about what they should price it it's going to be more about who you're targeting now you could sell it for 2700 if that was your positioning strategy but if you are targeting knowing your ideal buyer more than anything is going to help you price in a way that's ethical this is a great point and I just, I'm just still getting over the paperclip. I'm just going to need a couple <laughs> of minutes to think about the world and where we're at when they're selling what sort of crap. I know. So that's good. Okay, we're thinking about our audience. We're thinking about the value of our product, I suppose. Tell me a little bit more about then if we've priced our pot plant holder in the right way, how do mm-hmm. we then use your um, amazing sort of ideology to then go into writing our copy and selling our brand in a way that stands out from other brands without being gross? Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes into a few of the other guidelines that I recommend just anyone looks at and forms their own kind of decisions on. But storytelling is a massive part of marketing and Mm. there's a way to do it where you are inspiring people to take action and then there's a way to do it when you're just straight up manipulating people. So when thinking about your storytelling, you've got to be thinking about what you're leaving out. So a story that is familiar in, and I've seen it in the dropshipping world, has been, I had $25 in my bank account and now I'm a millionaire, which that's, that's great that you're now a millionaire, but what are you not sharing? Who are you influencing by leaving this out? Who are you making by your product or your service or your online course because you're telling this story that leaves out a lot of details and it leaves out kind of say you did have only $25 in your bank account and that's the story you're telling. What about the other stability in your life or the other privileges Mm. that you have? And it doesn't need to be that your stories and your marketing and your copywriting is completely raw and completely it's just the most transparent thing in the world where you're almost (laughs) telling a sob story. It's not to do that, but it's thinking about if your copy is taking advantage of the buyer, then it's probably not a good thing to be leading with. And having thinking about your ethics and having brand values is going to help you actually sell this product better and help you down the line. If you are selling something with a story that is overinflated, that is just gatekeeping, is limiting information, is influencing influencing people to buy something they wouldn't normally buy then that's going to cause you business problems down the line you're going to have more people asking for refunds more people returning your product you're going to have more people just causing issues for you really yeah the the bullshit scale i think especially in dropshipping and e-commerce that you know Mm -hmm. it can be it could be pretty far and wide and I do agree the bro marketers we you know I've I've been a big (laughs) it's been a big goal for me over the last year or so is to really unpack some of the um and we say bro marketing it's just to if no one's heard this phrase I know you you're a sort of big advocate of of shutting it down but it's this usually dudes who sit on their Lambos they tell their (laughs) their stories as you said that are often very puffed up with rubbish and they're promising the world but then not really giving any actual uh, strategies or tactics to actually make that happen and people get sucked in because they use the storytelling as you said it it gives people hope that they can have overnight success which you know is really unlikely and also something that's quite manipulative so yeah how do we how do we sort of 
shutter that out, especially if we're starting a business and we are, you, know, you mentioned on your website that you bought a lot of these courses. I've done the same thing where I've gone, oh, mm. this can help me. But also you get really, in the end, I felt I found it all quite overwhelming with all the information that was being shared and not really very helpful. So how, if we are starting a new business, do we put the shutters up and not absorb all of that rubbish? Yeah, I, I think it's really hard to not especially when yep. you are first studying because there's so much free information out there that is trying to suck you in so that you will buy their paid programs, which yeah. is, it, it's it's a tactic and it is used and it can be used in an ethical way. But we have really got to think about if these people have ethics or values that align with ours, firstly, and before mm-hmm. you go into buying anything you should really be thinking firstly about is this person credible? What is their background? Are uh, other people that are giving them testimonials, are they truthful? Are mm-hmm. they based on programs five years ago or are they recent? Are they relevant? <laughs> are they timely? And just doing your own bit of background research. Now, it's not always going to be possible. Sometimes you do get sucked in by a really good deal. And sometimes those programs are really good, but it's yeah. just thinking about ways that you can kind of decipher what's important to you, where you're spending your money and where you're getting your information from. Okay. Well then looking at if we're writing marketing copy and we're selling a product or a service and we want to really just make sure we're communicating well, obviously still, you know, being transparent and honest to a point, but also still wanting to make a sale. You don't mm. have to be you know disagreeable and that's I suppose we with with the way you write copy but how do we go about writing something that's still persuasive but lacks a bit of the bullshit you really need to think about the your sales language and how it influences someone to buy so mm-hmm. are you making are you using fear-based tactics are you making someone feel bad so that they can make a decision are you discounting a whole lot of background a whole lot of privileges a whole lot of experience that they may not have and I think Mm -hmm. that comes into a lot of the offers that you create in your business so before you even think about the copy and your Instagram captions and things like that (laughs) you've got to think about how you're actually packaging up these offers and how you can actually identify kind of gaps and where people are at the stage of the buying journey as I mentioned before Because I think, especially if we go back to that previous point of what information you are purchasing or who you're listening to, an early stage entrepreneur is going to be very different. Like I consider myself to be an early stage entrepreneur and I'm in my fifth year now. But when I was six months in, I was completely different to where I was 12 months ago. So... Mm. I guess thinking about the copy that you are putting on your website and your social media, it's got to be targeted at the person that you want to buy in a way that doesn't shame them, in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're making a decision because there is no other decision. I think many marketers and um, even I guess because people who are starting dropshipping businesses have product-based businesses, they are also marketers in a way. Yeah. You have to become the, the marketing arm of your company. 
I think it's a soul marketing situation in a way because yeah. you're not developing. It, it's, you know, when you unpack what the successful uh, e-commerce person is, it's really about marketing and strategy beyond also having a good product that people want to buy, yeah. but really about how you sell it and how you communicate that to customers. And that's why we've seen so many people that are like, okay, I've got some flippy sunglasses that fold up and are cool. Um, and someone, we've had a lot of people that are like, all right, I've had success with this. And a lot of people haven't had success selling the same product because they've got a very different tactic and strategy behind their marketing. So yeah, it, I, I agree with you. It's a really big part of the gig. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a lot of it is about the the marketing and the branding and making sure that you have a point of difference. But in mm. saying that in your copywriting, your point of difference isn't, I think a lot of people use competitive messaging that paints mm-hmm. anyone else in a terrible light so that they can sell their product as better. But that is not the way to sell something in a way that is ethical. It's more about creating something that you can share the benefits of that you can be obviously there are things in marketing where you are trying to hit a pain point but I don't necessarily like the word pain here because it implies that you're trying to I mean you are trying to solve a problem but it does kind of imply that anyone who is buying has a problem and I think if we can make marketing like I don't go and buy a I I for example, a dress because I have a problem. I may no. I don't <laughs> if I don't have something to wear or maybe retail therapy, things like that. But I think if we stop looking at all of our marketing as being so focused on problems and more focused on solutions, then it's going to be better language and people are going to feel feel a lot safer making decisions that they feel have been informed rather than forced. Oh, I like that, Amy. That's really nice. It feels very positive. Yeah. And also, I, you know, I, I always sort of think about if you're starting a store, would it be something if you showed your friends, would you be some, something you'd be happy to, and proud of to say, oh, this is the thing I'm selling. This is how I'm selling it. Mm. And if there's an element of like, oh, I feel a bit bad about this or this feels manipulative, then maybe you need to step back and think, what can I change or what can I tweak to make it less skeezy or less something that you're not proud of basically yeah exactly it's thinking would I be happy buying from me like putting yourself in the buyer's shoes and thinking reading through your sales page thinking is this something that accurately represents my product my values what the experience is my brand yeah there are many things you can ask yourself now you host a, a podcast. You've launched it recently, and I, yes. I've been listening, and it's really good. The good, uh, the good authority podcast is where we can listen, and you do talk about this a lot more in depth. You've done some great episodes that um, have given me a little kick to think about <laughs> you know, <laughs> what I want to present on my show, but also just about how we can empower people to make positive decisions when it comes to their business, and and also how they communicate and and not perpetuating this bro stuff, which is just boring after yeah. a while. It, it does. All of the messaging just ends up sounding the same. And yeah. yeah, on my podcast, I hope to continue to have discussions where people can talk about these things and decide what is ethical to them because it's not going to be the same for all of us. No, exactly. It's a it's a malleable it's a malleable thing. And I suppose it depends on who you're selling to, who you are, and what your brand is as well. So I hope people check it out, the Good Authority podcast. And also people can work with you. Tell me a little bit about where we can get in touch and learn more about what you do. By the way, your website is fantastic. I would like to climb inside it. It's (laughs) gorgeous. 
Yeah, I I feel like my I wanted my branding to stand out in a way that was different from all of the bro marketing that you do see. So there's no yeah. no fancy cars on my website or I'm not holding any cash. <laughs> um, not sitting in a private jet that's not um, really a private jet that's really a set. <laughs> I'm not, didn't rent a private jet for the day. Um, <laughs> but to work with me, I offer business and marketing strategy for marketers and entrepreneurs So basically anyone that is looking to create a sustainable business through a personal brand, through their content, through their social media marketing. And I do that through, I have a mastermind that is currently enrolling and you can go onto my website, amyfinlayson.com slash mastermind. I also host a VIP day where we structure your entire business for growth in a day. So yeah. And I'm always on Instagram. So send me a DM and I will definitely reply. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think people, you know, if you're investing in building a long-term business and I know a lot of people who are dropshipping will, you know, they they rotate and they do sort of different brand building, but it is good to have some sort of obviously brand integrity and to build something that is going to last rather than just flash in the pan rubbish. So I highly recommend people get in touch and learn a bit more about what you do. Yeah, um, awesome. Amy, it's been a delight to t- chat with you and I hope people go away thinking a little bit more about the wording of their marketing, but also just about the ethics of what they're doing running their businesses. Because if, if more people did that, I think we'd probably have a little bit more trust in the industry and also feel comfortable that what people are selling uh, is exactly what you're going to receive in the mail or in a course. Exactly. Agreed. I think, and then their businesses will be better for it too. Yeah, you're going to make more money if you're less if you're selling less rubbish and and uh, you know marketing stuff that doesn't exist. Then yeah, less stress in nuts. Exactly. <laughs> Ultimately, you'll come out. Yeah. That's good. All right, Amy. Uh, thank you so much again, and I hope people check out the podcast and um, change the game with their marketing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again to Amy for coming on the show and sharing her message and also just really motivating me to go back into my store, read my copy, make a couple of tweaks that I think have actually improved the messaging that I'm putting out there. And also just thinking about what I want people to go away and feel and think about my brand. It's really important. So I hope that you feel motivated to do the same. And if you are new to business, think about the messaging that you want to put out there and the importance of brand integrity. Even if you are going to start a dropshipping store that you know will only perhaps ride a certain season out or you are only wanting to run a quick niche product store, that doesn't mean that you still can't be credible and actually put a great positive message out there because you never know when you might want to revive the brand or use that brand as a knock-on to another brand. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the show. I love hearing from our listeners. Again, if you'd like to get in touch, if you have a merchant story you'd like to share, I would love to hear from you. Podcast at obelo.com is where you can get in touch. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Until then, we'll see you soon.